Welcome to Live from Lockdown. Zach and Dom keeping you company during this time of self-isolation. On the podcast today, I wage war on TikTok. Dom's in trouble with his Asai place and Dom's mum's 60th birthday in isolation. We'll also get to some questions that you guys have asked on Instagram. First and foremost, Dom, how are you dealing with the cold snap in Brisbane? Oh, it's been chilly, hasn't it? Uh, and firstly, can I say it's quite nice to see you in full clarity this week. It was the last time we sat down to record, there were some technical problems. So it's nice to have that all up and running again. Um, but yeah, no, it, I I went out the other night for a bit of a walk. I was in three layers and I, I thought it must be five degrees or six degrees and it was 14. So I really don't think mm. people in Brisbane have really any understanding of the cold. As I look at the weather and I'm in my track pants. It's yeah. 24 degrees. And I'm thinking, Jesus, it's a bit chilly, isn't it? A bit nippy. I think to defend people from Queensland, though, because I know that that's a common, a common thing. It's like, oh, Queenslanders think it's cold, but it's not. Mm. One consideration. Tell me what you think of this theory. Yeah. I don't believe our houses are built for the cold. Yep. And therefore, I think what 14 degrees or 10 degrees at night is in Brisbane, mm-hmm. in a Brisbane home, is a very different experience to a Melbourne home. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Completely agree because our houses, because it gets so hot in summer, they're made to always stay cool, good airflow, things like that. Whereas houses in Melbourne, I think, are more built to retain warmth. So completely. Well, they're wooden. Mm. A lot of them are up on stilts like mine, which means it's just floorboards and then air underneath and nothing in between, no insulation. Yeah. Like So when you get cracks in the floorboards, you'll get a draft up through. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that happens in Melbourne. I assume it doesn't. What I'm thinking of is thick brick walls. Yeah, yeah. The the stuff that really holds the warmth all day long. i got to say, I, I quite like it though, Zach, because I f- I'm, I'm averaging, I think, four or five cups of tea a day at the moment. And I feel like the cold weather gives me an excuse to have another cup of tea just to warm myself up on the insides. How many Nesquicks? <laughs> I actually, I'm out of Nesquik at the moment. So very few Nesquiks, but Cadbury drinking chocolate has been getting a good workout as well. And what type of tea do you have? Uh, it varies. Generally, I, I love the Australian afternoon twinings blend. I think that might and be the one. Is it black tea? Yeah, I think this is the one that Kevin Rudd made um, a few years ago, if you remember that whole. <laughs> they, they were trying to find what the Australian afternoon cup of tea would be, and they got a bunch of Aussie celebrities to, to make one. And I think Kevin Rudd's won. I can't remember who the other celebrities were, but I think Kevin Rudd's blend won. And you're still buying it to this day, or did you stock up so much? No, no, no. It's still still a popular thing for sale. I don't. It, Kevin Rudd's name isn't on it any longer, um, but mm, it's just called Australian Afternoon expired. Tea. I think it did. By the way, yeah. there's no way any of them made it. They had tea blends. Tea blend number one. <laughs> tea blend number two. Tea blend number three. And they said, hey, Kevin, do you want to be involved? Yeah, sweet. We're going to put your name on number six. Is that cool? He said, yeah. Why are we still talking? I don't care. I don't th- I like, think. What do you cynical. think? What type of involvement do you think? Do you think he was in the factory? Yeah. A little bit of this, <laughs> a little bit of that, and well, a touch of peppermint. No, there was a photo of him at the Twinings factory in like a lab coat with safety goggles and stuff on. Um, trying. I don't yeah. know why he needs to do well, that. Well, he's a politician. Sort of he loves a photo opportunity. Nah, I think I think because I reckon Kevin takes his tea seriously, and I think that's the sort of thing where you'd actually want to be involved. You'd want to have a lasting legacy. If Twinings came to you and said, "Can you come up with our tea? I don't know what they're called. Tea specialists, tea scientists. Your own blend of tea. Anyone would jump at that opportunity." Sure. 
Well, I don't think he had much going on at the stage either. Like, he wasn't prime minister at the time, which would have been a big coup. Are you sure he wasn't? No. I think he might have been. You think he was prime minister? I think minister? he was PM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he oh, honestly was. Well, that's was. conflict of interest. Why is that conflict of interest? I think he can align with a brand. <laughs> He's not allowed to align with a brand. What? If ScoMo came out in a press conference right now and saying, and guys, um, I'm actually totally ready for this press conference because this <laughs> afternoon I've had my jitters eased by Lipton iced tea. Um, okay, here we go. I have the data. It, I think he was foreign minister at the time. There we go. Yeah. It, really? No, 2011. 2011. That so this is... this was like you're not allowed to do that. This was... Uh, so 2011. So this would have been about a year after he was dumped as PM by Gillard and he was making tea. So he mightn't have had a lot on that year, to be honest. He should have done an ad where he explained how to make the tea and he's like, first dip it in hot water, like I found myself <laughs> when I got stabbed in the back. Well, interestingly, so apparently the the top five also included um, who else was there? Kerry Ann Kennelly had a go at this too. Funnily enough, how interesting! Um, it, you know how I said I thought Kevin Rudd would take it really seriously. This article I'm reading at the moment suggested that he didn't even go to the function where it was announced. So there he video go. called or he left a message for them. Hmm. Oh, Alan Jones made a tea. There we go. Alan Jones is another competitor. So, look, Kevin I'm Rudd won it as war. Prime Minister. I'm waging war on TikTok, Dom, yeah, over why? the last couple of days. Mm. Um, TikTok hate gardening. What do you mean TikTok hate? And that hate? doesn't sit right with me. I feel like I, the TikToks I've seen are pretty commonly mm. in the garden. About gardening, though? No, dance is in the garden. But it's celebrating no, garden backgrounds. Well, then that's even worse because they're using our good work for their platform <laughs> without rewarding us. Sure. I made a gardening video on TikTok. It's yeah. been removed mm. because it violates community guidelines. I sent an appeal. Still upheld. Still deleted. Yeah. Well, I went through the community guidelines. I can't figure out why. The only conclusion I can come to is that TikTok hates gardening. What was the video? I mean, I need a talk about how to script video. Well, it's how to grow weeds. Now, I wonder <laughs> if they thought I was talking about the drug. That could have been where the confusion has come. Yeah. But but, but weeds and weeding mm. are very common terms in gardening. They're, sure. It's, it's garden language. You should be allowed to use that on TikTok. But they probably never imagined anybody would be making a video how to grow weeds. Because that's not normally something people want to grow. So, But however, how to grow weed might be uh, something that they have to watch out for every now and then. I do see that mm. you've, you've been harshly treated here. And, um, you know, th th this is a real shame that the war on drugs has hit your gardening content. But I, I can see where this mistake's come from. What happens if I did a, di uh, a video about how to do a Coke deal? Because some <laughs> people find it hard to find cans of Coca-Cola. Are they going to take that down and say that that's yeah. violating their terms? Yeah, look... Um, I just think there's these loopholes here that they're letting these great videos fall through the cracks. It's a good point. I wonder, why were you trying to grow weeds, though? Was this like sort of a, a parody of how bad your garden was at the moment? That's right, yeah. Be be and yeah. 
and, you know, it wasn't my biggest TikTok, but it was getting some good interaction. I thought it was a good video. I, at, it took me a long time to make. At any stage in the making or publication of the video, did you think this could be misconstrued? Well, I always said weeds, plural. <laughs> and I thought that would be enough yeah. to... Because you never say, if you're referring to marijuana, mm. you'd say weed, not weeds. Well, it's probably... What I thought would save me. Yeah, you might have had some very angry marijuana users if the video had stayed up and they'd confused it. That's That maybe is what it is. Maybe yeah. it's actually that they are in support of yeah, marijuana. Sure, sure, sure. Because I know there's a lot of places, particularly in America, where it's legal now. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it was like clickbait and <laughs> the marijuana users got upset and they said, hey, I thought this was going to be how to grow some, some quality marijuana. Instead, it's just this <laughs> dumb parody about how to grow invasive weeds in your house. It's just misinformation. Anyway, I'm filthy. I've, I've, I tried to appeal it. It, yeah. it said that they upheld their cancellation. I've sent a screenshot to TikTok's Instagram page. They haven't got back to me. It's been four or five days. I don't That's think rough. they're going to, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard, I'm isn't filthy. it? Because this is—it's so hard when like some of these big social medias take down your post or whatever. You know, citing some sort do? of problem. I'm just a little guy. Well, and and you don't feel like you're ever dealing with a human. Do you know what I mean? Like even when you call a call center, at least for something, you get to speak to a human, even if they're not super helpful all the time. But with the big tech companies, I've had YouTube videos taken down from my old YouTube account, and I'd always appeal them, and you could never quite—you never felt like you were talking to a human about it. Yeah, but that's because you used to just rip actual radio from no. other radio shows <laughs> and just re-upload it. Dom, if you have seen yeah. Hamish and Andy's most um, <laughs> listened to radio breaks on YouTube, yeah, uh, an account Dom made in high school uploaded those. <laughs> well, okay. Can I be clear on that though? That Those are fine. They never got taken down. Really? Yeah. What were the ones that got taken down? Well, I used to make like... Um, <laughs> I just realised this sounds horribly... Uh, like I didn't have a great teenage time, but I did used to make tribute videos from like TV shows, like as in, uh, <laughs> like as in, like montages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a big thing on YouTube. So I made a couple of Doctor Who ones. I made one for the TV show Monk, and it's sort of like montages of scenes from the show that have been emotional. And I'd use like an emotional piece of music to them, like Evanescence's My Immortal, for example. And I'd spend hours, days in the editing suite, you know. Um, movie maker or whatever I had putting together these emotional montage tributes only to get the whole video muted I'd get the whole video mm. muted because it would say you've used Evanescence as my immortal without without permission yeah, of course you couldn't do that well why not I'm only I, I appealed them because I said I'm just a high school kid trying to express creativity I'm not trying to take money from Evanescence but it's not about whether or not you want to do that mm. it's the fact that YouTube can't make money off it because back then yeah they would run ads on it, and so they can't. They're making money, the company. Well, it's not and my fault. They can't fault. make money off. I would have thought. Song. I would have thought Evanescence. It could be a collaboration between Ten Fadom and Evanescence. It, I think <laughs> I just pronounced it Evanescence, which I think is the <laughs> Schweppes <laughs> tagline. There's a collaboration. I have to say though, it was um, it was certainly an interesting phase I went through for a year or two there. It's like, do you remember that time when I when I was a big Brisbane Broncos fan, and I uploaded? I think I've shown you this video. I uploaded the two thousand and nine Brisbane Broncos squad. I think with a Coldplay song underneath, and it was just photos of 
the players who played for the Broncos that year. I think some classic gear. <laughs> what type of hits were you getting? I think I got a thousand views on that one. Um, people That's probably were good. expecting some fresh content, not just Google images of, of the players. But this was early YouTube days when we were all figuring out what YouTube is, and and I was an innovator. I was new to the platform. Now, you have had an issue with the Acybol place you go to. Used to mm. be every day. Yeah. Uh, some economic hard times have hit. <laughs> and they're a bit more sparse. Yeah. Yeah. How often are you going? I probably go every two, three days, I reckon, to the one down the road, which is still mm. pretty good. But they've only just reopened. They shut initially, but they reopened because of JobKeeper. Um, they're able to get their staff on that, which is good news for them. That's good. Here's the thing, though. To get JobKeeper, you have to prove a 30% downturn in revenue. Um, to be able to qualify mm. for it as a business. And I was in there yesterday getting my acai bowl and the person working there said, would it be okay if you came a little less frequently? And I oh said... Oh, my goodness. I said, why? That is so funny. And they said, business has started booming again and we're worried we're going to go above the 30% marker. Oh, that is so funny. It was like <laughs> my I had a friend who worked in the government once and they yeah. were cutting a lot of government jobs. Sure. But they were doing big payouts. <laughs> yeah. And his department had to write letters on why they should be let go. <laughs> so it's the reverse <laughs> of a job application. You had to tell you had to tell them why you were no good for the organization. Why that they could afford to let you go. Why you needed the big payout. Did did he get mm. it? I think he did get it. It was a while ago now. Well, that's, but that's amazing. That's yeah. I mean, there's always loopholes in these in these government schemes. It's just it's just hard to roll out something so big without there being little loopholes. Oh, especially that. And I guess quickly. that's one of them. Yeah. Well, you know what the it's thing. the equivalent of. Hmm. I've been playing Mario Kart recently. Oh, so on am the I. original Wii, none of sure. the updated versions. Sure. And. Sometimes the tactic I use is because if you're further to the back, you get better boxes. And yeah, if you're at the front, yep, yep. you're just getting, you're only going to get bananas and they're pretty much useless. Down yep. the back, you're getting blue shells. You're getting the rocket. Lightning. You're getting the star, the lightning. Yeah. And so what I'll do sometimes if I'm in a pack mm. and we're coming up to boxes, what you do is you drop back. That's good. Because if you're at the front of the pack, you could be third. If you're at the back of the pack, you could be eighth. And you're sure. going to get a really good box then. See, I'm playing the system and that's what they're doing down at the Acybol place. That's a great strategy. The other thing I always do when I'm in Mario Kart against the family here. By the way, I didn't know you had it. And now I know you do. We can play online together, Zach. We'll connect. We Can, can do you do races. that on the yeah. old Wii though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Oh, that's interesting. I'll send you. I'll send you a request. I reckon. This Wii looks like it's about from two thousand and five. Are we talking about the same one? <laughs> look, I thought you could. I could be wrong, but we could. We could look into that. Um, but see, what I'll often do is, if I'm coming first, I'll slip back to second just so I avoid the blue shell, and I'll race yeah, the whole see, race in second, and then overtake yeah. at the end. You, even second might be too risky because sometimes the blue shell gets both of you. You want to be in about third. Yeah. And really nothing matters to the last lap. You can be yeah. coming last. It totally. doesn't matter. Yeah. You just need to be moving forward so mm. that you're not like laps behind. Mm. And then in that last lap is really when you want to make your move. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But yeah, so anyway, I don't. I, I think I might start having to go to a different acai bowl place near me just so they can stay on job. They don't seem very appreciative of you in particular yeah i mean you've had a lot of uh you've had a lot of instances of like this place saying things to you that like you wouldn't 
usually say to customers? Yeah, there's been some bad ones. There, there have been. I mean, particularly at another franchise of the same chain of Asai places, I've had a few really bad run-ins at one other chain, which is a little more proud about their veganism. Milk. Yeah. Yeah, they're a bit more proud about their veganism. But anyway, I, I just I thought I was out supporting a local business, not harming their bottom line. So I, I don't I need to look into the JobKeeper legislation and I'll bring in, maybe next time I go in, I'll bring in some highlighted passages as to why it's not a problem. I'll find some, some loopholes. Tell me what's happening with your mum's birthday. So it's mum's uh, 60th. Um, I suppose to, tomorrow, uh, whenever this goes up on May the 7th on Thursday, is mum's 60th. And um, uh, just give out her exact date of birth. <laughs> Hopefully, that's not a password for any of her accounts. Nineteen sixty, if you need the year. Um, anyway, so and, uh, she was married on this date. <laughs> this is her maiden first, name. Firstborn, firstborn was nineteen eighty-seven. Um, but but anyway, her, so her first pet was named Doug. <laughs> So look, we, we're not um, we're not entirely sure how to make it a, a bit of a special occasion, you know, with obviously kind of a, a party any, or anything like that at the moment. Um, but I was talking to my brother and my sister-in-law, um, them two, my girlfriend and I and my dad are trying to find some sort of special way to, to celebrate mom's birthday. But we've all come to the same conclusion. We were all sitting around yesterday afternoon and we came to the same realization that mum never uses the gifts we get her. Because my sister-in-law mm. Natasha said this. I don't know. Mum occasionally listens to these podcasts. So I don't know what I should give away here. But Natasha mentioned that there was quite a nice gift she gave mum a few years ago that mum didn't touch for two years. Natasha moved out three or four months ago, took the gift with her and has been using it ever since. And mum's never noticed. <laughs> this is the frequency of it. And she never uses it. So what's them. your point though? So it's, you guys aren't very good gift givers then? Oh, well, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, my, uh, my point is... What do you mean? What what could the only other explanation be? Well, we what we were wondering... Well, the only other explanation could be that she's got everything she needs. She doesn't want or need anything else. So I was wondering... Okay, cool. Could do a special we, dinner. <laughs> well, we're going to do that as well. But could I get away with re-gifting something that I actually gave to her for a previous birthday? Because this is the well, question. What you could would do as notice? an experiment is yeah. see if she notices. Yes. Yeah. The thing I hate about this type of conversation is the emphasis it puts on the receiver, mm. regardless of what the gift is. What do you mean? If they don't like it, if they don't use it, yeah, you tough. That's their choice. You don't. You're not giving an obligation. I yeah. hate with gifts that I'm obligated to do the thing you give me. I'm sorry, I didn't ask for that. So why do I have to do the thing that you gave me? Maybe I'm not interested oh, in it. Yeah, what an Maybe awful it's just thing sit to do. In the cupboard. An awful thing to do for someone to give you something kind to show they love you. What an oh, how how mm. bad are people? Well, they got to try harder because the last <laughs> one wasn't very good, obviously. What do you mean? You're, you're obviously such a bad son that you can't figure out what your mum would like. No, no, that's not true at all. I, I do understand. Look, I understand your point because for my birthday last year, my older brother who lives down in Adelaide, he sent me a few books, which I'm, I'm do expect to read at some stage. Oh, I'm books really looking are hard. For- They're yeah, hard. That's a big investment that you're giving to someone. Oh, it is. It's like six hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's going to take me a while. I've got a lot of books on my shelf. You gave me, Dom. I know. I picked one up the other day, mm. picked it up, and I put it in a bag because we were going on a picnic. Didn't get it out of the bag. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd be interested in reading it. So it made it off the shelf. It hey, came down to the I'll, park with I'll me. I'll take that. But then it made it. It's back on the shelf now. <laughs> I'll take that. I, I don't. I don't anticipate you will ever read those books. I'm, I'm, I've made. I will. Peace with that. I think. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me have a look at it. Yeah. How many did you give me? 
There's two or three that books one, I've given you. The Alan journey. Partridge one, I reckon I'll read. Yeah, okay. Did you give me Sick in the Head, the Judd yeah. Apatow one? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I read that. I read Did that. Did you? Oh, look at this. Yeah, I really liked it. It's oh. actually really good. Lovely. Um, any others? No, I think that's I think that's it I'm for me. I'm looking at the bookshelf over there. Okay, so I read 50%, and I've read about a chapter from the Alan Partridge one. There we go. That's pretty good. So it's in character. That's a bit different. See, the Judd Apatow one was um, fiction. Oh, sorry, yeah. non-fiction. Whereas yeah. the fiction one... A bit, uh, you know, there's uh, less practical value to reading it. Yeah, sure, that's Not fair. Not none, but less. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. It's more of a leisure activity. But see, Ash sent me like three pretty heavy like pieces of, of like literature. Like we're, we're not talking airport fiction here. My brother's quite a, mm. he reads Russian literature for fun, right? Like every... That, he's a communist, his, isn't he? He is. He's a member of the Communist Party in Adelaide. Yeah, so, that's not an insult. That's just no. a fact. I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, he's a commie. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure I see him sharing stuff from the Communist Party yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, he is. A, he's and a so, communist. Uh, well, there's a lot of Russian uh, communist leaders. Is it some? <laughs> is it from some of those? No, no. I think it's just general. I think it's just general Russian literature. You know, like um, War and Peace, Tolstoy. Oh, fiction. Yeah, yeah. Those, those sorts of people. Um, and, uh, I also, I think he prefers the term socialist, but I, I don't really right. know the, the difference. But it's the communist party. Is that it's the communist party. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, so. they need to sort out their <laughs> yeah, they do. labels. They, they need to have a meeting. Um, but, but it's anyway. It's like when the, uh, it's like when the, uh, national soccer team gets upset that people call it soccer, not football. And they call the team the soccer roos. Yeah, I know. What's just happened there? <laughs> Have you just activated Siri? How did you do that? We've got a new listener and that's my laptop. <laughs> what did you do? I don't know what I clicked. I was trying... It It, uh, it blacked out <laughs> yeah. because I have it here to read some messages people have sent us on Instagram mm. and it turned off and I pressed a button to try to get the screen to yeah. come back on and I don't know what I pressed. But let's get to some of these It's nice uh, hearing another done. voice though, wasn't it? Isn't it? A third co-host. Yeah. Uh, these... We have some... We did a call out yesterday for people, you know, we're six, seven, eight episodes into this podcast, I think. And I Mm. wondered how we were going, if people wanted to make some suggestions of things that they wanted to talk about or some questions they wanted answered. Uh, They didn't have to be linked to the show at all, but some are and some aren't. Sure. Uh, Ryan asked a question, Dom, he says, loves the podcast. Mm. How's it going without the radio show? If you're given the chance, would you consider doing radio again? Well, Ryan, if you happen to work for a radio network, uh, get in touch mm. with the show, please. Send us a message on Facebook to click down his Facebook page. Love to have a conversation. I mean, I, I, I think our we've said we've answered this one before, haven't we? We both said we're we'd get back on air together, Zach. We'd um, but only if the only condition I have is that it would have mm. to start with like both of us doing other jobs. And then someone yeah. comes around yeah, to us in the new Yeah, we do get jobs. the band back together yeah. sequence. Uh, Completely. My favourite example of that is Mighty Ducks 2. Sure. Ducks yes. fly together. Yes. Get the flock back together. <laughs> I think you prefer, there's maybe, is there one from Harry Potter or something that you like? Uh, there, there's a little bit. Of, the, almost every Harry Potter book in the first few starts with Harry reuniting with them in some capacity. But I do love that idea of, you know, uh, let's say I'm, um, I'm a professional archer or something like that. And someone comes to me in the archery course and says, "The radio show's Why back on." Why would you on. be a professional archer? I don't know. No, You'd but be <laughs> drinking six cups of tea by the 
and getting your mum a dud present by the, <laughs> the things you've been sharing over the last 20 minutes. No, no, but I'm saying the the best getting the band back together occur with us doing really unique, odd jobs that we've gone on to do in the time since, I yeah. reckon. And then someone comes and says, do you want to go back in? And then we go back in. So if we had a good, if, if, if there was an opportunity on the table and we could do a good getting the band back together scene beforehand, then I'd be in. Uh, George, uh, speaking of Harry Potter, asked uh, for me to review the second Harry Potter film. Um, thanks, you, Georgia. I think I that. did review the second one. Yeah. I think the one I didn't review was maybe the last one. I don't think you went near six or either parts of seven. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, this in two parts. Yeah, they made two Jeez. films. I think you finished at the fifth. Um, that was so the yeah, Chamber of Secrets. Lockdown. The Chamber... Yeah, you maybe should do that. Do the last two. Chamber of Secrets, Zach, is the one with um with the snake underground in the toilets do you remember that under the girls toilets yeah weird (laughs) um lots of people including georgia want to hear dom's google history it's hard to do when we're remote that's all because Mm. you can't really send me his google history because then he'll see it yeah a big part of it is that dom doesn't know what's going to be read out yeah yeah that's a good suggestion thanks uh daniel shen says that he's been listening to old podcasts starting in late 2016. Oh, Never have I show. heard a segment unravel as quickly as <laughs> Is Your Name Endangered? <laughs> Do you remember that one, Tom? Oh, geez. I remember we did the Gary-a-thon, but I think that was before no, that. No, that slightly. was years before that. That yeah. was when the name Gary was dying out. And Dom, Dom's favourite radio execution, by the way, is an <laughs> a-thon. <laughs> An appeal. I love them. So that's what we were doing back yeah. in community radio days, and I think a few of them made it to the big leagues as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, can but you we commit to naming your kid Athons. Gary to keep the name Gary alive? I think that was what that one but was. That one was good. That one was great. It was just, you know, by the 10th one we did. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Endangered Names List was you read... No, it was... It must be the news. I think this was a freedom. I think it was a freedom. Sure. And you wanted people to call up with a name. Mm. I'm just thinking about how you would have pitched it. I think sure. you wanted someone to call up with a name and then would put the name on the radio, would go to a song, mm. and if no one called back, then the name was on the Endangered Names List <laughs> because it meant that there wasn't very many of them in the country. Some people must listen to this and think, how did they come up with those ideas? It's just, it's you know what? You know what the problem is? Is that I think it was a double negative. So if no one sure. came back, you weren't on the list, but the more you were on the list, but the more likely thing to happen mm. would be that someone does call up and then you, you aren't on the endangered list. So then we wouldn't be finding any. I, I think it's kind of a double negative. I think that's probably why it unraveled. Oh, so hang quickly. on. I remember what it was now. It's just come back to me. We asked, mm. have you never met anybody with the same name as you? And then yeah. people would call up and say, hey, this is my name and I've never met anybody else with that name. And then I would say, okay, 131060, have you got that name or have you met someone with that name? But I think the problem, it was confusing. And I, I think we might have taken like a few calls. And so it wasn't like, have yeah. you ever met anyone with yeah. this was- one name? But it was like, I listed names. <laughs> A lot of threads going at once. <laughs> Which name are you calling up for? <laughs> it, just, it got a little bit messy. It's not the worst one still, I, I think, was The Last Person Standing, which was a You The Last Person Awake in Pimpama. Um, that, that, <laughs> that was the, the... There were some moments in Freedom where I would look across the desk at you and you would know I had no idea what I was doing or how we were going to get out of that segment. <laughs> 
Mm. I mean, that one was hard to quantify. <laughs> Again, I think it's because yeah. it's a double negative. Because mm. I think it would be hard because if you're sleeping... Oh, so, hang on. So, if it's if you hear it, you call up and yeah. that proves that you're not sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But no, see, hey, I'll sense. just to put it on... To, to defend myself just briefly, for every last person standing in endangered names list, there was, are you listening on a boat? Which still, in my opinion... Yeah, that was great. That was the, that was the just about the best radio that, that I've ever been a part of. It and was amazing that sometimes we did phone topics that didn't get any callers at all. Yeah, I know. And they were just generic things. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, you know, uh, what is your dog What happened on your last no day of school? What happened on your last day of school? Then we ask, are you listening on a boat? <laughs> Keeping in mind it's one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And there was multiple calls of people on boats. <laughs> you need to be specific. Um, yeah. Mac Ballistic, can you guys try to get producer Jack on this? We'd love to get producer Jack on the podcast. Yeah, let's get Jack can Jr. You, uh, for fun fact for Brisbane listeners, mm. on Monday mornings, Jack Jr. is on Triple Z's breakfast show. Yes. Zedgeist is the name of his show. So yeah. you're missing a bit of Jack Jr., Jump on there. Mm. Um, some of these Instagram handles are a little hard to read. C. Nendril Lawrence <laughs> says, uh, Google history, we covered that. Uh, can you guys do desk chef, but from the home office, That's day or good. nay, what did Zach splat? Um, love to. Desk chef will be hard because I don't want to ruin my toaster. Oh, no, that's yeah. Toastman Zach. <laughs> Come on. Okay, well, I can't do Toastman Zach because I don't want to ruin my toaster. Desk Chef. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we could do a Desk Chef. Oh, I, um, I just realized they... there's a difference between Desk Chef and Toastman Zach. In my mind, they had merged into the same thing. Mm. Well, they're basically the same segment. They're just oh. a year apart. Well, there's a controversy. Um, day or nay. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We'll do that next time. What sure. did Zach splat? The, again, the issue is going to be I was destroying things that I didn't own. Mm. So <laughs> if I start destroying things I do own. Yeah. Zach, I, I feel pretty uncomfortable reading all these segments out because Hot Tomato could be listening. That's true. You got to <laughs> promise Hot Tomato. What we need to do is yeah. at the start of the podcast, we need to have uh, <laughs> like a privacy statement, a terms and conditions that everyone agrees to. Yes. By listening further, <laughs> you're agreeing that you're not Hot Tomato. <laughs> And wow. the second checkbox is yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna copy our ideas on the breakfast show on the Gold Coast. Well, um, maybe Hot Tomato. You know what? Just as an act of mercy, they can they're free to take endangered names list. Hot Tomato can do. You know what? Names they list. probably get a lot of calls on. Are you listening on a boat? Being on the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, they probably get calls for last person awake in Pimpama too. Being a Gold Coast suburb. Uh, Lincoln says, "I thought I saw Dumb at the shops recently, but it was just some guy named Lewis Capaldi." Yeah, good gear, good Lincoln. Burn. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> have you been going to the shops, Tom? Uh, I, I, depends what you mean by the shops. Yes, have I gone to a supermarket? Yes. Uh, Luke asks, is the handshake a thing of the past? That's a good question. What do you think, mm. Tom? Yeah, I think it probably is. And, and I'm really glad about it. The other one I'm very excited to see go is the kiss on the cheek to greet a relative. Um, I've never, never really felt comfortable with that because I've never known when we're doing the kiss and when we're not. 
I don't really have protocol mm. as to which, you know, relatives we do the kiss on the cheek with and which ones we don't. And I will never initiate a kiss on the cheek. I'll only ever respond if, you know, an el- maybe a, a female relative goes in for the kiss on the cheek, like an auntie or something, then I'll always d- give the kiss on the cheek back. But it's so much anxiety and I just, I'm not a fan of it. But that's going to happen so much less frequently than the handshake because the handshake's in a lot of different contexts. Well, that's it can true. be a family member. It can be a business associate. Yeah. Yeah, can be on the football field. So, do you actually think that the handshake's not going to be around? Well, yeah, I I think for a while. I just think it's so far out of people's psyche now that it's going to be hard to re-engage it into. Oh, that's right, we're handshaking again. I mean, we're some time off that. I think the other thing is with the handshake is I don't know if you feel this, but I always feel like I'm getting judged for my handshake. Is it too firm, too limp? You know what I mean. Your handshake. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably just limp. I probably wouldn't have used it. <laughs> well, probably the wrong choice of words. But, yeah. Um, no, I don't feel like I'm being judged. Don't you? Okay, maybe that's just me. It's just I judge people on their handshake. <laughs> do you? <laughs> Sometimes. There's someone we both know. What, what do you... Yeah. Because they're... What's the judgment? Is it usually the limpness or the firmness? <laughs> well, I think in a in a handshake. So the it's mm. bad. Yes, when someone feels like they're crushing your hand, that's yeah, relatively that. rare. But the uh, and I also hate when guys do that as like a power move. I'm yeah, like, that's calm awful. Down. The the middle ground handshake, where it's just a firm handshake, that's pretty good. But there is somebody we know. You could probably call them a a radio icon, actually, um, who I know maybe a little bit better than you do. I'm trying to give you some hints here. Um, mm. uh, Brisbane radio icon. I'm probably giving too much away, but they famously, in my mind, I always don't like shaking their hand because it is the limpest handshake. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you're gonna, you know, yank their arm off or something when you go to shake their hand. When you go to so shake, why does that make you uncomfortable? Because, because you're getting no resistance like- back. You get no resistance like, back, so you you just have total control of the movement. It's like you're shading like, like shaking like a, hands with like an inflatable person at a car yard or something. Like you've got no movement in it. It's like a, uh, a rubber glove filled with custard. <laughs> it's serious. Like I it's really disconcerting. Making, I didn't think of that as making you uncomfortable. I thought it was going to be about they're too firm, but that's interesting. No. And, and interesting thought. Well, it's just really weird. And if you, when we can shake hands again, I'll organize a catch up where you, me and this person can, for some reason, catch up and I'll get mm. you to shake their hand to see what I'm talking about. And you'll look at me instantly and you'll know exactly what I mean. It's, it's really disconcertingly limp. It took me a second to catch up with who you're talking about, but I think I know now. Yeah. Uh, Ashton says, why do the days keep getting faster and faster and they're not slowing down? We're going a bit existential. (laughs) It is funny, though, because, you know, I've seen this idea spoken about in a number of memes, so it's not an original idea, but... Oh, hey, (laughs) hang on. Don't criticise Ashton. No, no, no. No, I'm saying when I express it, I'm about to say that it has felt like March took forever and then April just happened. Do you know what I mean? Like March, I feel like from mid-March to the end of March felt like an eternity and April felt really short. Mm. That's my observation Generally, Generally, your your perception of time is relative. Mm. And so 
your first year of your life, that's your whole life. So that year is going to feel like your whole life. Mm. But by the time you're 80, a year of your life is an 80th of your life. Sure. And so in that way, that's a reason why time feels like it's passing faster and faster. Yeah. But in regards to a month-to-month basis... I don't really have an answer for that. Maybe it was because coronavirus... I know for myself, mm. in the, when coronavirus was starting, I was engaging with a lot of news, like yeah. day-to-day. Every time ScoMo got onto a press conference, I was mm. watching the whole thing. Over the last three weeks, or the last two weeks in particular, like sometimes I'll go on social media and be like, is he doing a press conference? Is he like, I have no idea. You know, I've been in lockdown. Yeah. haven't really been taking much notice of what he's been talking about. And so I wonder... If in those original days it was so unknown what we were doing, That's I wonder true. if it feels like a long time because there was a lot of unknowns. Once we kind of got comfortable with the fact that we were going to have to be inside for three weeks or four weeks or mm. whatever it has been, I don't even know how long has it been. Six weeks, I think six. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder if we just settled into a pattern and it started to move a bit. Yeah. Faster. Yeah. Well, it's it's the adapting, and then you've adapted. The adapting period takes a little bit longer. Uh, Braden asks, why don't houses start where the property starts? No need for a front yard and more room in the backyard if the front door is right against the street. What? <laughs> so it's an interesting perspective. Um, I mean, I, I... I can think of a number of reasons. <laughs> I like yeah. the idea. Well, I understand. I suppose to a point, you're right. People probably generally would use their front yard less than their backyard. However, like for recreational purposes, because less privacy and, and whatever else. However, I would think that, that you probably don't want your front door. You probably don't want cars passing, you know, 30 centimeters mm. from your front yeah, door. Well, safety is probably an issue, isn't it? But also, I think, well, we need a footpath, don't we? So that pedestrians can get around or else it would just be road. So <laughs> yeah. I guess we need a nature strip. Mm. And then I think people want their houses to look nice and then move it back off the road. Yeah, yeah. I, if, because if I was less building noise, a house, you can grow some flowers. If I was building a house on a block of land, I would put it at the very back of the block, I think. And then I would like plant... Really? Yeah, yeah. And then I'd plant really heavy shrubbery at the front. Because, you know, you go past <laughs> houses like that and you can see a driveway with really heavy shrubbery going to the back and they always feel a bit mysterious, like who lives back there. Mm. I think that's I what I'd do. I think that could be an issue for the property price. Really? I thought people would like that. Well, when the rumours get out that a right. hermit lives there. <laughs> well, okay. I never said the word hermit. I mean, that, you're throwing that word in there. The other thing I really like is long driveways with like um, elegant pine trees all the way along them. I could do that. That'd be mm. fun. I think another part of the reason is we used to have in Australia a lot of space. Yeah. And so I think they put their houses in the middle of massive blocks. That's true. And so I think that's a reason why. But a lot of places now, it depends where you live, I think, mm. because there's some houses around where I live that go right up to the boundaries because they've subdivided those old blocks and they want to maximize their space. And so there's a few houses that are practically sharing walls. There's that really thin, yeah, you know, yeah. like millimeter gap in between. And it always makes me anxious because I'm like, what happens if you get something stuck in there? Yeah. Like a frisbee or your foot. Well, my, my biggest concern is I stayed in a, a house like that um, on a holiday in Melbourne a few years ago. And uh, this place clearly, like, it was built first and then the house next door, which was very, very, very close, was built afterwards. And the for some reason, the 
second sh- the second bathroom, the shower had a window that faced right where the kitchen window of the other house faced. Oh, that seems like that they could have <laughs> changed that. Well, you would think so, wouldn't you? And you know that I had the problem with my shower window here when we renovated when my parents renovated this house that I live in at the moment, where there was the it was a bedroom that was turned into a bathroom essentially, and they kept the the window right in front of the shower. But this was even worse because if you even slightly opened the blinds, you'd be looking straight into that person's kitchen. It's bad for See, both of us. Two, there's two houses near me that have been subdivided, and they put two houses next to each other, mm. practically the same house. It looks like, yeah. but what they did is they spun the houses around top to tail. Yeah, okay. I think so that they didn't line up like that. Yeah, that's which smart. Which is a good idea. <laughs> that's smart. Maybe I could share that with the people who built the house yeah. near you. Um, there's a few other questions on Instagram. Sorry, but we're not going to be able to get to them because I think we're like actually almost at 40 minutes, Tom. So let's finish off with what's he whistling. There's been a bit of a controversy mm. with what's he whistling uh, in Has the there? fact that there's been some complaints that you're not getting back to people, Tom. <laughs> I've seen a few of those messages coming through. I Look, I check the messages. It's like um, going to the PO box. I check the messages once or twice a week, generally before the podcast. <laughs> well, this, there's one person in particular, Ben, has said that he had multiple messages over multiple weeks and yes. none of them were even read. <laughs> yeah, I did see Ben's message. I'm very sorry, Ben. That's, that is my bad. I've gotten back to Ben now. Um, <laughs> look, I'll put it this way. I'm trying to, to minimise my social media time at the moment, Zach. And, uh, and, and that, I'm, so I'm not around all the time. Yes, I'm there more often than I check the messages. I can't deny that, you know. But, but I, I do check them as frequently as I can and I apologise for, for any delays. What your, what your excuse is reminding me of is a guy I knew once mm. who was employed in a job where he refused to check his emails because he said that he didn't want to be tied to his computer yeah and the organization said well you got to check them once a week and he said nah <laughs> not going to be one of those people who sits at the desk all day and they go we're not asking that we're asking for an hour a week <laughs> nah and he ended up having to get let go because they're like oh, well we can't communicate with you then <laughs> and that's what i think we might have to do with you dom because if you're if you're so far removed from social media that you can't uphold your producing job of your segment yeah you're i gonna, don't know what the course of action is going to be you're going to let me go you from have the to put you on job keeper <laughs> Well, that'd be, a, that'd be an increase. Um, uh, look, I, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try to check the messages more frequently. But yes, if you send a message, it might be a few days until I get back to you. Um, it's like, you know, when you when you contact customer service anyway, they might say, we're very overwhelmed with, with things at the moment. It'll be a little while getting back to you. I'm not overwhelmed mm. as such. Um, I just take Will a little while. Will you commit to getting back to everyone who contacts? Uh, okay, from this point onwards... I will come in. Anyone who sends a message on Collecting Down's Facebook page, I will go through every one of them. I do normally go through every one of them. I do. It's just generally what happens, Zach, because it's, I love, I everyone who listens to this podcast, because I don't get the chance to say this, I'm so grateful and appreciative and every kind message and everyone no, who interacts, you do, it means you the You actually me. do get the chance to say it yeah. when you're replying to them, which you don't do. <laughs> no, no. Because that would my- be a great time to say <laughs> these things when you're in a one-to-one contact with No, them. no, shut up. Let me finish my point. My point is often what happens is Zach and I have set a time to record this podcast and I'll sit down to do it and then I'll remember, right. oh, crap, I haven't got the Watsy Whistling guesses. And so I'll skim through to get the ones that, that we need for, for that particular episode. And then after that, I forget to go back and go through the messages in more depth. So, But I'll, I'll do better. Well, we've just hit 40 minutes. This is our longest one yet. We had committed to tighter, brighter podcasts. So apologies. I think the last one came in in the 20s. So Did it. we lasted one. Yeah. Uh, let's get to Watsy Whistling. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, this week, this is a new skill Dom has. He learned how to whistle from YouTube in self-isolation. Mm. He's going to whistle a song. If you can figure out what it is, contact us on Facebook. It has to be Facebook. Yeah. Because Dom doesn't check Instagram. Questionable whether he's checking Facebook either. <laughs> Shut up. Put your guess in. Also include in your entry what you'd like Dom to whistle next. And yeah. I'm also adding this now yeah. since last episode. There mm. has to be guessable mm. suggestions. Uh, guessability has been added to the criteria well, I, because Dom was sick of getting obscure suggestions. Someone asked me to whistle the Formula One theme, and like I, appre- <laughs> I appreciate, I really appreciate the suggestion, but like I don't know if people know the Formula. Well, I'm Formula One fans would know the Formula One theme, but it's not so much at my alley. But you know what? If you really want me to whistle something privately for you, then we can sort out sort of a, <laughs> a private contractual agreement or something. Um, you should go on like. Cameo or something like that. Air Tasker. Where, where people can request certain tasks. Yeah, I'll whistle for yeah, you. Yeah, well, Cameo was the celebrity version. <laughs> I mean, you've, really, you've gone for the everyday, every man, which yeah. is a lot more appropriate. I was overreaching yeah. a bit. <laughs> yep. um, okay, so last episode, I was, of course, whistling What About Me by Shannon Noll. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people going, oh, of course, that was it. That was it. Um, we got Tim, Josh, Olivia, Daniel, Bradley, Joshua, Alex, Amanda, Jacinta, Georgia, Ben, and Rebecca, who all got it right. Olivia was first, though, and Olivia has given me the request for this week. Quick question, Zach. Were you, thinking back to 2003, were you Team Shannon or Team Guy in that grand final? Guy. Yeah, same. I was very much, I had a fake afro, but we don't need to get into that for now. Hang on. Yeah. Wick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't grow my uh, hair into an afro. How culturally insensitive. <laughs> well, it was sold as part of a disco set. Disco dress-up set. Ugh. So, you can, you can make your own... Different time, everyone. Different, different time. 2003. 17 years. Um, <laughs> but, yes, What About Me? Classic. And if, if you want a heartbreaking... Because I know Shannon Noll, you know, people know What About Me. But some of his other songs... I think there was an album track um, on that first album he released. Uh, maybe it was the Lift album. About uh, the last and the first train. one was that's what I'm talking about. Was yeah, that it? That might be it. Yeah. Anyway, there, there's a song on there called "The Last Train" and it's or touchdown. Like, was it touchdown? No, nah, I don't think it was touchdown. I'm trying to it remember if I can what, remember the song. I think it's like I'm on the road again, waiting You're for a sign. You're thinking of drive. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not for a new. We so had multiple songs about being on the road. New beginning. Anyway, it's a really good song. Might be called New Beginning, actually, now that I sing that bit. Um, but track anyway, that down. get to the song you're whistling. What are you doing? <clears throat> okay, I'm track. trying to wrap this up. You're going on detours <laughs> about album tracks from early <laughs> Shannon Noll albums. Well, I'm just putting the best in. Um, here we go. This, this request is from Olivia. Here we go. <clears throat> you should do another podcast where you just try to remember old Shannon Noll songs. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking for 40 minutes. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll get Nolsey on. Here we go. <clears throat> I just realised I don't know how much of this I'm going to do. That was the longest one I did. I think I was going all the way through. 
You were committed to a second verse. There, which <laughs> I thought was interesting. But uh, <laughs> he was lost in the moment. <laughs> I really was. I could have done the whole song there. And can I say, I got another request from Ashley. Can I give you a bonus whistling? <laughs> yep. <Sure. laughs> Is this a part of the competition? <laughs> This one's just for fun, for, for to make everyone feel good. Now, this is a request. This isn't actually what's he whistling. So that one you just heard is the one to guess. This one's just a performance to end the show on. In fact, I'll even tell you what it is. You'll pick up what it is. This is just to make all, everyone feel rallied together right now. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I can't, no, I can't no whistle reason. when you laugh. Go on. Yeah, no, go. Okay, <clears> sorry. <throat> <laughs> you look dead inside. I can't keep doing that. <laughs> I'm trying not to make any faces at you. That was wonderful. That was beautiful. I just I mean, you probably didn't do enough of that one. Ashley but. wanted to hear us still call Australia home to lift the nation's spirits yes. at the moment. How about this, Ashley? I'll keep working on us still call Australia home, and I'll give you the full rendition next episode. Hmm. Uh, and what you don't know, Dom, is we actually stopped recording six minutes ago. <laughs> A lot of that didn't make it in. <laughs> anyway, that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening. Send your What's He Whistling uh, guesses in to Facebook, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Bye!